Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective. And it's Dave Yard with Blackscent. And you are now tuned in to Stories of the Streets. And as always, Stories of the Streets is sponsored by the New Black Collective, Blackscent, Change Waco, and Rogue Media. Today we have a special guest, Miss Lemuet. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, hey, y'all. My name is Lemmy. That's what y'all know me by. Yeah, so Lemmy came on today. She has a story to share with us. Um... We've kind of touched on it in a previous episode, but it's always great to get different perspectives and a different spin um, and a different outlook on certain situations. So if you want to go ahead and tell your story. Okay, so I'm a victim of domestic violence. Well, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Um, I met this guy on a dating website that turned out terrible. Um, The website is called Tagged. he was okay. He was cool. He was a nice person. You know, when you meet somebody, you know, they don't show that other side of them until, you know, you make them upset or whatever. And um, as a result of this domestic violence, my babies were removed from me. Um, even after he did all this to me, it was just a ongoing situation. Nothing has happened to him, but, you know, I'm the one that's paying for everything. Um, dealing with CPS, I've had to go to classes, therapy, um, you know, do a whole 360 in my life. So I am better. I didn't let it defeat me or stop me. It's actually made me stronger and realize, you know, I don't need, you know, nobody to love me. I got my kids love, you know. Right. And to the women out there, you know, you don't need a man to tell you he loves you, especially if he's not going to show you, you know. I watched this man put me through this situation and watch me go through it and laugh at me, you know, just all because he couldn't have the love that I was giving to my babies, which is what his mother should have been doing because I can't can't give you that love. I'm giving that love to my babies. I can be there for you like I was trying to be. And, you know, still dealing with this right now. Um, dealing with my caseworker, she's African-American. Um, I, I just want to speak on this part, you know, black people 
supposed to help an, another black person no matter what, you know, because it's a war on us right now. And I don't have this help from my caseworker who is a black woman. You know, she don't have kids. I understand that. So she can't she can't feel the pain that I feel, but she can be there to help me instead of she want to dig into my past, into my history and and use it against me like I'm a bad person when she don't even know me, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I hate that it's like that with black people, not only black women, black men, black men want to hurt us black women and it shouldn't even be like that. You know, if you if you can't get that love to that person, move on to the next or go love yourself. That's that's how I need to be. Like I've been dealing with a lot, but I'm still going. I know people in my situation not just because of domestic violence, but dealing with these people and, and they giving up on their kids. They still doing the things that got them in the situation instead of trying to better themselves. And and that hurts me because I'm like, man, I know you. I know you better than that. Like, you cried to me, you vent to me, but you still doing the same thing. And and I was there to pat you on the back, but look at me and look at you. Like, I'm not trying to judge nobody. I'm not trying to compare myself to nobody. But as black people, we do got to be better than what we are. And if we if we can't come together, like, what what's, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for us to come together? Somebody else getting hurt, you know? And to go back to dealing with my caseworker, you know, even the system, they, it's, desi- it's designed to break anybody, everybody. You just got to have that strong mentality. You got to be stronger than what they got on that paper. You got to show them. And, you know, I, one thing I know is so many people that they done tried to come between me and my babies, but our bond's so strong. Like, they strong for me. They being strong for me. Because seeing them, like, as much as I want to break, I know I got to keep going because I got something to look forward to, you know. People to look forward yes, to. Yes, yes. Yeah, I got to be strong for my kids. Gotta, I have to be. I got to say thank you for, you know, coming on and being strong enough to talk about, yeah. you know, such a sensitive topic. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> how, how long have you been dealing with the case and everything? It's been eight months. Eight long months. Right. It's still kind of recent, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so I was injured to the face with the glass bottle. You know, um, Rick Ross alcohol line rose was hit with that bottle, busted my face. I still have broken bones in my face, but um, I had to get 13 stitches. My kids was there to watch me get the stitches. They saw everything that happened. I really hate that because they've never seen. I would never take my kids through that. But you can't help. You can't control someone else's actions. You know, right? right. Only, only thing you can do is learn from it and keep going. Like I think that night, the old me died. Like the old in me is gone. Like I'm a new person. I'm a better person. Like, like I'm strong. Like I'm not gonna let this situation break me. It still hurt because you know I miss waking up to my babies. Right. That's all I know how to do is be a mama, but I gotta be let me wet. So everything I be doing is to better me. So I can be better for my babies. How old are your um kids? My son, he's nine. My daughter, she's five. I miss they I miss their first birthdays. They miss my birthday, which is Friday. This Friday. So I went to see them yesterday. We celebrated. 
I think that um, I don't think we ever had it be um, a black on black thing. He was African American, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that we've ever had um, that dynamic, but I do know that that goes along with kind of um, pop culture right now. What's going on with Megan Thee Stallion and everybody saying protect black women. Protect and black women. A lot of people get mad that black women feel unprotected. But just, you know, your situation, that that's not something that's uncommon for us. It's I, not mm-hmm. something that's uncommon for our grandmothers, our mothers, our aunts, our cousins. It's something that is a reality. And everybody wants to say, well, you know, we need to protect black people. But then you dive into the black community and it's like, well, protect black, black women, women. Yeah, they get the worst <laughs> because it's like it's a war on us. yeah not just with the other people but with men black men too like they feel like if you can't love them or give them what they want like they want to control you and do this like they 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 war on us too so speaking from like a male's perspective it's weird seeing like um seeing and knowing like dudes who are into like black women it's weird to me because i've you know i've only grown up being not I'm open to anything, but like just being around black women and seeing black women. And it sucks that there's kind of the stereotype that black women are so strong that they have to take whatever is thrown at them and they can't, you know, be soft or, you know, need help that they got to just take on everything. And that's not, you know, true at all. Nobody needs true. to deal with just everything that's thrown at them. A lot of people, you know, anybody can need help at any time. And that's the whole point of, you know, being human and, knowing people and being active with your community is trying to help out with each other. So it's, it's, it's really sad that you can look at America and see everything that's going on in America and then dive even deeper to like the sub races and subgroups. And then there's even more problems that's, you know, there. And I don't know, like that. I think my, my biggest thing is we are expected to, like you said, take everything that's thrown at us, even, when it's hurting us and I don't think that that's fair and we're told we're too strong we're too independent but then when we want to be docile and we want to be soft and meek that's a problem as well it's like we can never be who we are no matter if we're soft or if we're independent it's never good enough nothing is ever good enough and so we have to dial back who we are we have to hide who we are in order to survive and like you're saying you're being strong for your kids your kids are being strong for you because that's that's what they feel like they have to do right now and that's what you feel like you have to do as a mother is protect them and be strong for them and not show your emotions which is not fair um and just that reality I know that that's something that bothers me personally is like why am I not allowed to be emotional why am I not allowed to feel what I'm feeling I always have to put on this mask (laughs) and it's like you know that gets overwhelming for anybody um but to constantly have to put on this facade for the world and you don't feel like you have a safe haven within your own community within the, the men that are supposed to protect and love you that's very hard because if the shoes were on the other foot, as much as black men say, well, black women don't do this, they don't do that. I only see black women with open arms loving y'all. And Mm -hmm. so it's very hard. It's very, it's very hurtful um, in a sense to always have to be, be the nurturer and never get nurtured. Right. 
Right. And that that's that that was good. Be the nurturer <laughs> instead of being nurtured. Like I definitely understand that. Um I know even when this transpired, um, I reacted a lot out of emotion, which I made a lot of poor decisions, which got me into more trouble. Um, but I was told that I wasn't supposed to have those type of emotions. And I was I was like, I don't understand, you know, which this came from my caseworker's mouth directly. You're not supposed to have these type of emotions. I'm supposed to be strong and be able to, I guess, withstand those. And I'm like, how could you understand how I'm feeling and you're not a mother? Like, I feel like my kids was ripped from me and everything that this guy has done, like, I'm still the one paying for it to this day. And I feel like they, they're giving men a right to, it's okay to do that. It's right. okay. So when he going to pay for his, you know. So has he not been prosecuted or anything? No, I'm the one that's being prosecuted, uh, going through everything. Like I said, everything is, is all on me. Right. It's all on me. But I'm like, well, even though I think, like, when is something going to happen to him, I try not to be like that. I, I want to leave it up to God, you know, and that's what I that's what I've been doing, leaving right. it up to God. Because as much as I want to be revengeful or whatever the thoughts I be having, I just put it up to God because I know at the end of the day I didn't do anything wrong to put myself in this situation. I didn't right. ask for any of this. Like, only like you said, I was there trying to give somebody love who just took advantage of that. Right. I, w- I never thought that he could want to hurt me, want to harm me. I don't have people that want to hurt me because I'm, I'm a cool person. Right. And I never, ever had that happen to me, nor had a man hit me or try to hurt me. You know, I could have died that night because my injuries, it was really bad. You know, But I'm here. I'm strong. Like, yeah. it sucks. It, it does. Sucks. But what I always try to remember is that we go through things to help other people because someone may not be as strong as you are. Uh-huh. And so even though the things that we experience, sometimes they suck. I always say that we learn a lesson to teach other people because, like I said, they may not be as strong and you mm-hmm. may be the only thing that saves somebody's life. So I want you to remember that even though it sucks. I mean, and you have to go through the motions and you have to learn whatever you're learning, learn your lesson because you were spared to teach somebody. Yeah, okay, that is my testimony. Yes. So I can be a, a leader to someone else. Like, You don't need that, girl. You don't need that. Yeah, and that's just society in general. I feel like a lot of times women, women pay for <laughs> what men do, especially when it's something that's domestic violence. And a lot of times the police don't take it seriously until a death is involved. And they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, she should have said something, but she's reported it 10 times over and nobody's done anything about it. And so, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a sad reality because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to the family and friends dynamic, they're like, oh, she keeps saying this, but she ain't leaving. And people don't understand that it's not that easy to leave. Cause not only are you being um, groomed to stay, but you're afraid for your life. And a lot of people don't understand, like, a lot of women who stay in abusive relationships do not leave because they think that if they leave, that is the end-all, be-all, and they are not going to live to see another day. Which is true. Especially that if you have kids involved, true. too. 
And I see that, um, especially with this pandemic going on, like the rise in domestic violence is yes. so high, especially even out here in Waco. Like, everybody at the house. Yeah, everybody's at home. So we have to deal with the the true with that other person in the true of ourselves, and nobody knows how to handle it instead of talking it out. Or it, it is hard to leave because I left, but I still have to deal with him Ooh, keep coming back. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just about leaving. You still have to deal with that situation. Mm -hmm. You have to end it somehow, some way. I don't have the answers because I'm going through all this right now with the system. So it's, it's not over. I can say that it's not over, but I'm, I can say that I'm not being bothered. I'm not being messed with anymore. Nobody's right. coming after me anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I don't have those answers, but I know – the only person that I look to and that I count on to make sure I have a good day is God. Right. And he, he leading me, he guiding me to make sure I'm okay to make because I'm in the home by myself. You know, and I know people yeah. who are in the home by themselves and done went through this and you know, they not doing good. Mm -hmm. They going crazy. You can't you can't expect a mother to be okay without her kids. And if mm -hmm. you think otherwise then you need to Look in the mirror. You need a reality check. Because like I said, it's just been me and my kids since me and their dad split up. So right. I don't I don't know. And I think the worst thing in these situations is a man with a bruised ego. Because like you mm -hmm. said, they do keep coming back. You can get protective orders, restraining mm -hmm. orders. They don't care. They're going to violate care. all of yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I've seen it plenty of times. Um, and... Even then, they still aren't reprimanded. They don't get in trouble for it. They no. just are told, you're not supposed to be around her. Leave her alone. And that is the only, that's the only um, consequence that they face. And so it's like when, how do you expect them to take it seriously if that's the only consequence that they receive? Like, I'm like, shouldn't they be in jail by now? Like, where you is the what? jail cell? It's so funny that you said that because um, I was told this by an officer that the reason why the woman or um, the victim will get in more trouble than the perpetrator is because they're more emotional, they're more hysterical. And I, I was like, I don't understand. Like, that abuser could go to that police and, be, and talk to them so calmly like they haven't done anything. Because they think they're not doing nothing wrong. Right. And, the, and that, that woman or, or the man, he could be abused too, yeah. I'm not saying. But and, and they'll be all in tears, crying and so upset because that person has done something to them. Mm. But y'all siding with this person. Well, so that's why that person is acting like this. A lot mm -hmm. of times they'll catch the tail end of it too and they'll see the retaliation from the victim and think, oh, that's the person we got to take care of. And it's yeah, like, no, and it's like, no, it's, your, it's the other person. Yeah. Why are they so, so calmly talking to you when they done did? Yes, <laughs> they're <laughs> narcissists. Why, yes. When they done did all of this to yes. me and I'm trying to tell you, I'm the one called you and I'm trying to tell you, but you want to take this person because they're, they don't have to And that's how it happens 98% of the time. The yes. person that called in on that person is the one that gets in trouble. It's in trouble, yes. It's not even. I've... Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And it make it even sadder. Like, you had, you had said so many things that, like, just made me think of 
so many other things. Like when you brought up the kids, I was like kids, like especially um, black kids and kids of color in general are forced to grow up, you know, so much faster mm-hmm. than every, like, you know, yes. other kids mm-hmm. just because of the things that we have placed in front of us. Yes. But what we just talked about reminded me of this lady. I'm not going to say her name, but she comes to my job all the time and, you know, shops. And um, she told me that a white man and his son honked at her and, like, flipped her off and stuff like that because she was, like, trying to back out and, like, you know, let a person back out of a parking spot. And uh, when she had, you know, told them off, they had went inside and told the managers and the managers that came and went and talked to her about it. And were like, you know, why were you telling these people off? Why were you acting like this? You know, stuff like that. Like, do we need to like, you know, basically remove you from the store? And it was crazy because she was like, I'm one like black woman. And then I have the dad and his son and then like three managers coming to talk about, talk to me about an incident that I didn't even cause. And it's like, it's just that, that bad stereotype that bad stimulation that's just throughout anything that if you are of a darker color or if you are the person who's a little bit more agitated a little bit more angry a little bit more emotional you're automatically the one in the wrong and it shouldn't you know be like that that. it shouldn't be like that of course like if you come to you know someone's house and a domestic dispute is going on the person that's a little bit more upset they're going to need more attention, but they don't need more attention the wrong way. Like, you should be trying to calm them down. That's something that a lot of police officers are bad at. It's the training. Yeah, you see that with um, just, like, other black men and stuff like that. Like, I've seen pictures and videos of white people acting crazy, and they'll either try to talk them down or tase them or something like that, but you have a black person, and they might just move one inch to the left, and then they're getting their guns out shooting them, and it's it's crazy. I've I've done with stereotyping since I've been in Waco. I'm not from Waco, but where I live, it's in the hood. So (laughs) I've had to deal with it. And I'm like, you know, it's sad that we of color get treated like that because of our environment, the area we live in, instead of, you know, just in case like an incident go on and um, police respond, they're they're automatically so defensive. Like Mm -hmm. instead of, well, let me try to defuse the situation. Let me see what happened on both sides, so I can. You so nobody won't have to go to jail yeah. unless it, it needs to be that yeah. person going to jail. It, like the training is not. They, I could say this, they have never lived a life that we lived. So the only thing they know how to do is just um, respond. I guess. Yeah. Instead from, of from, from <laughs> their teaching, from, but from, from they, their teaching, from right? What they right. learn from how they they, were they never up. experienced yeah. how hard our life is. Yeah. So that's why they always have a judgment on us, and so quick to you know, I got to defend myself because this person might hurt me because yeah. they're bigger or they're stronger. Like, no, it's not all people of color want to hurt you. Like, yeah. we want to be heard. We want help. Yeah. We want y'all to listen to us instead be of equal. always trying to hurt us. Yeah. I don't even think that they react um, by how they were taught. I think it's the lack thereof. It's Mm. just their their nature. Like she said, they get defensive. Mm -hmm. And they act from a sense of defensiveness, not not necessarily from what they were taught. Because I feel like if they reacted from what they were taught and say they do have the proper trainings, then there would be less... Okay. Less shootings, you know, less things going on that are fatal. Right. But I really think they act from react from impulse, and it's like, right. well, I gotta do something. Right. I gotta make them know that I'm in charge, and I really think that's the attitude that they carry around with them. Like, I'm gonna show them who's boss, so and it don't have to be like that. It's right. just like, I mean, we know that you are the authority, and a lot of times, like you said, people just want to be heard. Hey, this is the situation. 
I didn't really do this and they're blaming me for something. And I feel like a lot of times that's not even taken into consideration. Maybe this person is innocent. Maybe they haven't done anything. And if they have done something, then let me see why they're reacting to the situation the way that they are. But like Deviara said, it's not a tase. It's not a conversation. It's a, hey, let me put my gun out. I'm going to shoot you. Now you're dead. Oh, make sure he's there for real. Abusive authority. Yes. I'm dealing with that so much from my caseworker to the higher authority that's over my case. Like, they're really abusing their power. Like, I know I shouldn't be dealing with all this that I'm dealing with because at the end of the day, I am the mother of my babies, and I didn't ask for this situation. So why are y'all treating me like, Right, the perpetrator, like, like like I did something mm-hmm. to him. Like I'm not saying everything that I did was good afterwards, but from the situation that started, I wouldn't have been reacting the way that I did if they would have just helped me instead of listening to him. Like, oh, I feel like they giving him a pat on the back. Did y'all not like me that much? You know, right? Those are my feelings, though. Yeah, no, I, and that's I valid. Have to deal with. No, that's a valid. valid. That's a valid feeling to have because, like I said, I mean, he has no consequence, not even jail time, like nothing, and you're physically hurt. And that's, I think that's the craziest part is physically, emotionally, mentally. Yeah. And not not only me, like my children are scarred. And that's something that they're going to have to, when they get adults, they're going to have to learn to heal from that on their own because right now they can't process that they're too young. And And it can have all types of different, like, bad you know influences on them just because they've seen it just because they see me like i I have to deal with my kids crying when i leave like no mama we want to see you a little longer well you know this is what we have to deal with right now but it's almost over just keep being strong for mama because y'all doing me a favor little do they know they doing me a favor Mm -hmm. like just seeing them just keep smiling you know it's it's them acting like nothing they putting on a mask just as much as I am. So. Right. And and it's sad. Like. But I can relate because I was in a situation when I was younger as well, and I was your children. And so as much as they, you know, say, it's okay, mama, but mm-hmm. I was that kid to cry when I had to be separated from my mother. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that people understand that one hour, whatever, two hour visit does not suffice. And it's emotionally, it's emotionally scarring. And so you grow up to be this child that's detached from emotions and stuff. And people wonder why you're cold and stuff. But it's like, Mm -hmm. I didn't, even if it's for a short amount, eight eight months is enough time for transition. And people don't realize those, what they call a short, it wasn't that long. It was, it was was long long. enough. It was long enough. It was long enough. And, it totally changed the dynamic of the relationship that I had with my mother. And so I honestly feel like now I'm just getting back to a place to where, and this was when I was eight mm-hmm. and I so. lived with my mother from the time I was, I was seven, eight when we were separated. But from the time I was nine until I graduated high school, I was in the house with her, but there was no relationship because that short amount of time that they thought was nothing. Oh, mm-hmm. you'll y'all will, Y'all will mesh back together. We didn't mesh back together, and people don't see that people aspect. Don't see that. And yeah. I hate when people tell me that. I don't even respond to it, but I hate to hear that. Like, how how can you say that? Like, mm-hmm. because you're they because they don't know. Especially no. they they don't they haven't the dealt. Yeah, yeah, they haven't dealt with it themselves. So and there's so many people now that just aren't good parents. Like those, yeah, they have, and they might have kids. And that's the kicker. Like yes. the people that are not good parents are never ever ever reprimanded. They're never 
they're never giving any consequences. They just keep ruining people and ruining people. Ruining people. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times they take kids from people who love them. Mm-hmm. And, and put them in a good, situation. They don't know they, the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're separated. Most Your kids are still together, right? For the moment. They're right. trying to separate them. Exactly. And so I was by myself. My brothers were together and my sister was gone. So I was isolated. And that's enough. People don't. People don't think of it like that. And so it's like until you're put in these situations and you know how it feels, you can never, ever, ever speak on anything or give any advice for anything because you have not been there. You don't know how it feels. Right. Did you hear our episode with um, Michelle Love? Michelle Love? Um, She's the one who spoke on the CPS. The CPS. Yeah, Yeah. she left because of. Yeah, the stuff like that. Uh And um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you ever talked to her or not, but I feel like you should. I'll be, I'll be wanting to, but I just don't know how to reach out in those areas. Yeah. So I mean, she's I'm on like, Facebook. That's what how we can met I her. do? Like, but she's I, trying to, she says she's trying to get her own, like, kind of facility, like, home set up, you know, for kids. And it's trying to just do different things to kind of fight back against the system. So just, like, hearing your story and knowing that she's already kind of in that mindset in that field. Yeah. If y'all ever get a chance to talk, um, I think that'd be. I have beneficial. people telling me that me trying to fight back against the system, I'm not going to win, that I shouldn't fight because people it's not it my time. battle. I'm losing. I'm like, well, obviously you don't know Lemmy because she's a fighter. Like, <laughs> I don't care what you say. Like, like <laughs> right. I done been walked around with uh, poster boards and everything. Like, y'all need to give me my kids, yeah. man. Like, for real. Like, them are my think, babies. There's people who think that stuff can change overnight. And those are the people who are like, oh, yeah, if you get out there and do that, it's not going to do nothing. Let me tell you. Where it, uh, if you pay attention to things that have inflicted change, it's not going to be overnight. Nothing's going to happen overnight. And then, boom, everything that we want fixed is going to be fixed. Like, no, nah, we're going to have to continuously apply pressure. We're going to have to continuously do things like this and get the word out and put other people on. Because the more people know about it and then the more consciously people think about it, the more the people who do it are going to feel pressured into stopping and more stuff can get put in place to actually stop stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, th- I, th- I thought I had more. But, no, that was it. but my whole thing is people will always say, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But like I said, they don't know how it feels. And a lot of times people just speak and they think that they're being rational <laughs> when they're speaking, but they're not. And so you do whatever you feel like you got to do for your babies. Oh, trust me. Because I, I, I don't even know mama like me because everybody I know that's going through this, man, they're not doing nothing. Like just sitting around and just taking it. I can't take it. I yeah. can't take it. Like, because yeah. so those too. are mine. Like, those so are my rewards. Yeah. Give me my babies. Right, yeah. Give me my babies. That's crazy that people say you're not going to change anything because they don't know. And you could be the sole change in McLennan County and then they're like, oh, I knew you could do it, Lemmy. Yeah, Yeah. whatever. Keep that same energy you had at first when I... Look, I've really been thinking about starting, um, like, this group, SOV, Survivors of Violence, for women like me. Like, I want those women to just keep... It's hard. It's hard. Like, keep going. Like, you put if you got to put that mask on, put it on. Just so people won't know or see what you're feeling. Like, if people would see what I'm feeling, I would be an ugly person inside and out. But I'm not. Like, I have a good heart. I have a good spirit. Like, I, I make sure I do anything or whatever for my kids, even though we separated. Like, nobody can break our bond because I know I'm a good mom. They know I'm a good mom. Like, 
They done bought me pictures and everything. We love you, mama. Bought me gifts and stuff because they know they can't see me for my birthday this Friday. So we celebrated yesterday. You know, I got you. I got you. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think this was a good conversation to have because. Yeah, I even put it longer than what we usually do. Because I was like, yeah, this going to be an episode episode. There's <laughs> <laughs> right. time to talk as we can. And it's a good, I think this is a good follow up to um, Mrs. Love's yeah. interview because yeah, I like that. we know that you're not, you know, you're on, you're on the outside of the operation. Yeah. She was on the inside and y'all have the same story and we all have the same stories of how we retreated because I was I grew up in Waco so I know exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of restrictions and you can't do this and you can't do that and the kids can only see each other at this moment and you can Mm -hmm. only have this amount Mm -hmm. of visitation time Mm -hmm. with your children so Mm -hmm. and I'm like why what I haven't done anything to them but put them in this situation that I'm I've done begged for forgiveness and everything and like i said i had no control of what his right and that's not something that you should have to carry with you and i just want to let you know like it's nothing that you did wrong because like you said you didn't know that he was that way and you can't live your life being regretful or not forgiving yourself and i think that's the most important thing is you can ask god for forgiveness you can ask your kids for forgiveness but you have to learn to forgive yourself because you didn't know that he was that way and people put on masks all the time portraying good 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 people good person and we don't know a lot of times the stuff that's under the surface because we see surface level things and so i just want you to forgive yourself and you know you just continue living your life doing what you have to do to get your kids back because at the end of the day the only thing that matters is you being reunited with your children whether or not he's prosecuted like you said, you left it up to God. <laughs> I left yeah. it up to God. So, yeah, just forgive yourself because there's nothing that you've done wrong and you're doing everything that you can do to make things right. Yes, I am. I also wanted to say this real quick before, like if you had anything else you wanted to add. Um, speaking on forgiveness, really important. Uh, you you have a good head on your shoulders. Um, it seems like uh, not the yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure you've already done this because it takes a lot to move on and get out of there and you got out of there already. But you have to forgive, like, the person. Him? Who, who, like, I'm it's hard. Yeah, it's still hard. Trying. It's hard. I'm still but it's necessary. It's really hard to forgive somebody who's done something wrong to you. You can't ever forget. That's that's something, like, people be like, forgive and forget. No, you, no. Can't, you can't ever <laughs> you can't forget. forget. You can't forget. You cannot forget. You, probably, you can't forget something like that anyway. But you need to remember as much as you can from those situations so you can look out for it again and don't fall into stuff like that. Right. But the forgiveness part is, yeah, for you also. Like, you have mm-hmm. to... You have to forgive yourself for anything that you feel like you've done. But if you forgive that other person, then the next time you hop into a relationship or just anything, like you're not holding on to any baggage, any hatred that you have for that person, you all let it go to where you can just be happy with yourself, happy with whatever you got on next. So, like, I know it's hard. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, yeah. It's hard, but I feel like, like you said, forgiveness is for you, and I had to learn that with a lot of things that happened in my childhood um, when I feel like I wasn't protected or like things were done to me that shouldn't have happened. I had to forgive people in order to move on because mm-hmm. the longer we hold on to that bitterness and we hold those grudges, right. the longer but, they control you. And uh, so that forgiveness is so that you can lose their control as well. So yeah, like Debbie R said, learn to pray about it, forgive him. <laughs> but that that comes with time. And yeah. we know it's not easy because it's still fresh. But you know, remember you want to be free at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Doing it for you. Right. 
Do you have anything else? Like, do you um, want to say anything that, you know, anybody help? Uh, if anybody does need to talk, you know, that's dealing with this, you can always reach out to me. Um, my Instagram is Lemmy the Goddess. Um, I try to do music or poetry or boxing just to stay productive and keep my mind off of what I'm going through. So that's another mask <laughs> in one. So, um, you know, you can reach out to me. I, I'm not scared to talk with you, pray with you, give advice as much as I can. I don't have all the answers, but I have the answers from my experiences. And I love everybody. I like everybody. So peace and blessings. And thank y'all for having me on y'all. Thank show. you for oh, thank coming. You. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say is if there is anyone that's dealing with domestic violence or any type of abuse, please reach out to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Get help. There are hotlines that are available. There are resources available in McLennan County in the city of Waco. Um, if you're experiencing something that you know is not a safe situation, especially if you have babies, please get out. Mm-hmm. Um, we know it's not easy, but take those steps to alleviate um, yourself from this situation. Um, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Um, as always, you know, I'm Dave R. And I am Jasmine from the New Black Collective, and you are exiting Stories of the Streets. I was about to say <laughs> tune in. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Stories of the Streets, and you can follow us on Instagram at Stories of the Streets. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.